Welcome back to another episode of Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation. This is Dr. G, and thank you for joining me for another chat. Um, you know, we I try to post twice a month, and we're, you know, we had one in July already. We're still in July of 2021, and so I am a week off of from when, you know, I prefer to, to post uh, episode, but we know how this energy works, and if it's not you know, really aligned with what's going on in that moment, or if life gets in the way, then we have to pivot and make changes. And so that's what we're doing. Um, And we're going to have a basic kind of just chit chat today, just us. I want to share a little bit more about my journey and towards, I would say towards growth. And we'll talk about the difference between growth and healing, in my opinion. Um, And I want to share just a little bit about my background. Uh, Not so much the resume, you know. Um, Yeah, you know, I can talk about my degrees and my jobs and those kind of things I've been able to do, which, you know, I'll I'll share a little bit more about that. But I want to share a little more about Uh, how I grew up and challenges and things because I feel like um, the more people that I meet the more I realize my story has a purpose and it's not just for me to sit on it and it's for me to share so we're going to do that and then I, I thought you know it's been a minute since I've done a channel message and I'll see what comes through you know just kind of intuitively and you know maybe I'll use some tools and we'll talk about some messages um, you know especially of, of inspiration um, and just maybe things that we should be attending to in this moment in this energy we are a day off i'm on the east coast in the united states i know a lot of you are from all over all over the world um but in my time zone we were a day after the full moon in aquarius here um in the states and we all know you know i talk about this if you've listened to the podcast or this is just part of your world you know you're a lover of astrology like myself um then we know that the full moon energy is pretty powerful right uh this is a great time for releasing getting in alignment um and just really tapping into you know what things need to be changed or where you need to refocus realign um all that good stuff you know assess your chakras assess the people around you assess your activities what's going on in your home what do you need to purge what do you need to get rid of this is a great time to do that and so you know i I have episodes where i go a little bit deeper we're not going to spend too much time on the full moon but i have to acknowledge mother luna um because we are in that energy and so, you know, I will continue to do that work myself. One thing I'll tell you, you know, when you think about manifesting, bringing things in, uh, you have to make space for it. You have to make room for it. And so even though a lot of folks like to say, well, on a new moon is where you set your intentions and you bring in the new and the full moon, you release. They go hand in hand, right? You can't have one without the other. So if I am, let's say, releasing fear, around this full moon energy i am making space to bring in the things that i've been afraid to do you know that stepping in my truth and being who i am for instance could be a, a place of what you know the manifestation of my fear and so when i step into this space of this is who i am i'll give you an example 
this weekend, you know, I was with family and we were at the boardwalk and there were drummers drumming. And if you're on Instagram, you can see it. I'll send you over there. Um, it's Dr. G PhD, DR period underscore G underscore PhD, Dr. G PhD on Instagram. And you could see my story where I talk about this and I have a video because my sister caught me on video dancing with the drummers on the boardwalk. And the reason why I bring that up is because I've always been a dancer. Um, always. I started dancing and training at the age of two, but I've all I came out, I'm a dancer. That's it, right? Um, that's just, This is why my mother put me in dance school was because I was a dancer. And so along the, the way, you know, I'm now in my 40s and life you know changes you and I started to feel like okay I'm out of shape I had two children and um, never you know saw where dance could fit in you know I always saw it as more of a formal thing you know of course at the parties and the family events it's great but I'm no longer on the stage dancing and then I realized from you know supportive friends um, those around me and you know sitting in meditation uh, and, and really trying to realign with my purpose and my truth that again I am a dancer dancing isn't just something that I do and so this weekend I released the fear and I stepped into dancing in front of people again right without boundaries or limitations and so me releasing something is allowing something to now manifest in my life it goes well beyond just dancing um, it, it's very symbolic right uh, it has a lot to do with my purpose so I encourage you on this full moon energy to think about what it is that you want um, you know if you're not sure what that is sit and man- meditate on that too and and think about uh, what you have to remove or disengage from, cut ties from, throw away, clean up (laughs) to make room and space for the life that you are intended to have. And remember, prosperity and abundance is also part of that, okay? We don't have to come from a place of lack, but when we do pour in, have, I would say, prosperity and abundance poured into us, Remember to pour that into others, right? Once your cup is full, that's your opportunity to then share and reach back. Okay, so (laughs) um, I I said I wasn't going to talk too much about it, but I have to. It's the moon. Um, But there's a lot of energy going on. Just, I mean, I think the last couple of years, oh my goodness, it's just been so much. We all know this. Um, But let me go ahead and share a little bit more about my story. Now, again, if you go to Instagram, um, or even if you go to um, blackspirituality.org is my website, blackspirituality.org, you can find links to my books. And I have a recent book that I co-authored, having trouble see this is what happens as well around this energy my tongue is getting all twisted but let's keep going um, I co-authored a book I you know on trauma and really looking at how we move towards growth from trauma okay so it's um, you know the focus is how we can can be less not just informed about how trauma impacts our lives but we can take action so it's called trauma treatment and action okay trauma treatment 
connection. And one of the main things that inspired me, you know, there are a couple of inspirations. Um, and so the, the inspiration that, you know, really poked at me was my upbringing, my neighborhood, my area I grew up in. And looking at how things such as poverty, um, crime, racism, discrimination, all those things were impacting the people around me, including myself, and not realizing that a lot of that had to do with trauma. And a lot of that had to do with the changes in our neurological system, right, that occur from those experiences. And and then, uh, you know, not just changes for us, but how we pass that on through the generation after generation. If you're not familiar with Dr. Joy DeGroote, um, she talks about um, this kind of the connection to enslavement and trauma um, in her work. And so I do encourage you to, um, you know, look out for her work as well. So, okay, that's that. I, I wanted to just give you that little plug um, about the book and kind of the, the inspiration for this conversation today. Um, but let me share a little bit more. So, and I, I think I've, you know, I've opened up a little throughout episodes, so I may be repeating maybe a little bit. We'll see um, as we go through my story. And, you know, I do think it's important to share. I'm hoping that I don't have too many triggers for you, but if you are working through something right now that, you know, could be a little heavy, I don't have anything that's extremely traumatic that I'm going to be sharing today, but I just wanted to give you that grace um, so that you're aware of it. Uh, But my mother uh, was a teenager when she, um, you know, became pregnant and had me and she would share, you know, stories with myself and my sister in a way that she wanted to protect us so that we wouldn't make similar mistakes, if you will. And she would emphasize that I wasn't a mistake, but it certainly wasn't the life path that she had envisioned. Now, I will say, as we're, you know, discussing this, um, having, you know, her, her vision of this life path is different from what the you know, what our soul has already mapped out. We already know um, what it is that we are supposed to do. You know, our soul already knows. Our soul already has the intention. Um, And as I was saying, I had a little interruption here, so I apologize. But as I was saying, our soul has the intention of what we're supposed to do. And that is divine alignment, right? When we get to the space where we realize, oh, everything serves serves a purpose, that all of this serves a purpose and it was intended to be. So perhaps with her, you know, becoming a mother at a younger age, the intention was for her soul to have that experience, but maybe it was more so for mine right? For my soul to be able to have these experiences to now sit here with you um, and to work with clients to share my story and to tell my story when I'm doing speaking engagements and people are uh, reading my book and I'm, you know, doing engagements around that so that they can understand that I can relate at some level. Um, 
maybe not with everything, right? We all have our own stories. We all have our own our own journey, I should say. Um, and not everything is going to be for everyone. Um, and everyone's not going to have the same, even if they have a similar story, the same ability to cope or resilience around that and those events in their lives. Um, so we're all unique, but I can relate. And so, uh, you know, she would share about her challenges of wanting to ensure that, you know, we stayed on the right path and, um, you know, didn't fall too quickly for someone or, you know, have sex too early and become pregnant. Um, All of those things were, you know, the lessons that she tried really hard to teach, but life, you know, will push in. And, you know, there are a lot of um, influences around, especially, you know, when you're growing up in the Black community, and then you're faced with the pressures of entering into the space where you're the only one or you're being teased and, you know, you come home and you're surrounded by your community and maybe some that are going through struggles, you know, don't have the same, you know, lessons and guidance at home, but you feel comfortable with them and, you know, connected to them and you slip into the very thing that your parents are telling you not to do, you know, so I'll get to that in a bit. But um, she was very supportive, and I had grandparents that were wonderful. I um, was somewhat disconnected from, you know, having a father. I think I'll share that full story another day. Uh, that's a that's a challenge, but I'll I'll, I'll share a little bit about it today. Um, and so she was very independent and passionate. Uh, I grew up, you know, in fashion shows because my mother was a seamstress and, you know, she uh, would have me in all of her fashion shows. Um, I mentioned, you know, being a dancer, she'd have me in dance class and um, all these different performances and the family would support her with that. I even modeled as a child, you know, and she would have my aunt or whoever available. My aunts would kick in and they would take me to photo shoots and do my hair and makeup and all that good stuff. Um, and so I I had a really strong community. I share my journey. If you, you know, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, please do. Um, but I share my journey and spirituality and where I stand now is quite different from the way I grew up. But growing up, I grew up in the Baptist church. And, um, you know, I I probably shared this before, despite all of the changes I have made from not identifying as being a Christian, I still honor the experiences I had in terms of having a community, uh, being surrounded by a loving Black community in the church, and knowing that we had their support And um, so I spent a lot of time singing and playing the piano and ushering and all that stuff in the church every week, Uh, you know, very involved in that. And and the list goes on. I think there was, I had something to do every evening. Um, The goal was to keep me out of trouble, right? And so um, my grandparents uh, really helped to support me and I was in public school and they quickly realized that there were some differences, you know, in terms of my academics and the challenge, I needed to be a little bit more challenged. And they sent me to a little Catholic school down the street 
nothing big, nothing expensive. I had 13 children in the class with me. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't anything um, that was too fancy, I would say, but certainly more um, almost one-on-one -on -one type of attention with my education. Meanwhile, you know, my mother, being a very independent woman, struggled with um, finances because she wanted us to have a home. You know, she wanted to be able to have her own mortgage and pay for her home. Um, and that was a struggle for her being one person. She was married a couple times. I'll say that because this is my story and not hers. Um, and she had some relationships that weren't healthy that we witnessed. And so, you know, witnessing that unhealthy behavior in the home is traumatic for a child. Uh, witnessing depression, um, anxiety, you know, the struggle and, and acute stress and actually the trauma that my own mother was going through is something that we would call vicarious trauma that I am then taking on uh, and, you know, living it through her, even though I wasn't directly experiencing the trauma. And so oftentimes, you know, I'll meet people and they'll make certain comments of you wouldn't understand or, you know, I've overheard people speaking about me and, you know, highly, not nothing negative, but just saying, uh, you know, she grew up a little bit different and, you know, I grew up in the hood or I, you know, I didn't have this, this or that. And I'm thinking you have zero idea the struggles I've been through. But the reason why is, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't open. I haven't been transparent. I haven't shared much, um, but, you know, I, I did witness, you know, a, a lot and our, our neighborhood that we grew up in, as lovely as it is, I mean, you can drive through now, probably not think too much of it, you know, it's a black community, but yeah, there were, there were some scary things that happened, you know, I remember coming, even coming home from college, not being able to get, my mother wanted to order pizza for me and not being able to get pizza delivered to the house because they wouldn't deliver to our neighborhood. Um, you know, I have stories of people being shot in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And so as prideful as we are and, you know, people say, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't know if everyone has that story, right? <laughs> you can say that, you know, it was it was that level of crime in the area that they grew up in. And it wasn't always like that. It wasn't. It wasn't. We had a lot of homeowners and Black pride in those communities, but things changed for a lot of different reasons. And I think systemic racism plays a role. Um, lack of access to things that we need plays a role. And so you put a lot of people in one space, you know, they call it crabs in a barrel, right? Everyone's fighting for that, you know, to survive. And that's what happens. And so I've witnessed a lot, even in the community, um, I had things stolen from me. You know, I had a car and that was broken into several times, you know, um, it's a lot. I, I, I'm not going to go too far into detail with that. But, um, you know, when you talk about seeing loved ones being incarcerated, um, shot, um, death, all those things I have witnessed. And that, you know, when you talk about trauma, let me get back to the point, right? <laughs> when you talk about trauma, there's a, a list, there's different tools you can use to assess someone's trauma clinically. 
and just to get an idea of their lived experiences. And so one of those lists are called the ACEs, A-C-E, right? The ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences is a measure. And so I, you know, I could check a lot of those boxes is what I, I tell people. I can check most of those boxes, um, you know, even becoming a teenager and slipping into a relationship that my mother tries so hard to avoid. But, you know, it's almost like the more energy you put towards something, the more focus you, you put towards something, it will grow. And not to say that that was the reason why, because I do believe that this is my journey, you know, um, a lot of things were for a reason that that, you know, contributed to it. And I slipped into an abusive relationship as a teenager um, and various forms of abuse. And so, again, I can check those boxes as well. I, you know, am just so honored and blessed to have people around me that came into my life for a reason to help pull me out of that. And my mother being one of them, you know, we can talk about spirituality versus religion, but we know when we speak to spirit and we pray, whatever you want to call it, you put that out into the universe. That's powerful. And she prayed hard. And then she taught me something, and I don't know if she realizes this, but Actually, I think I told her, I gave her this advice when she was going through something. Um, You know, she prayed and she prayed, she prayed really hard. And then she released, she pulled back her energy and she let it go. She didn't talk to me about it anymore. She didn't pressure me anymore. And when she released, that's when I released. And I was able to remove myself from that relationship that was abusive and unhealthy. Uh, fast forward many years later, you know, and going through school, I, you know, graduated with a degree in psychology. I got my master's in occupational therapy. I got a, a doctorate and I got a PhD in health sciences. I had my own business, my own practice, um, teaching in academia, chairing a program. I mean, I've done a lot. Researcher, you know, and um, speaker and author now internationally. I give talks to people all over the world at this point. And, you know, in between all of that, I have seen all of the people who raised me transition. I was the caregiver of my mother who had cancer, who had little ones at the house of her own. And I'm moving between two homes, my home and her home, where she also cared for my grandmother at the time because my grandfather had passed. And as she's caring for my grandmother and the children, um, you know, I had to be between homes. And of course, other family members hopped in as well. Me being the eldest child, I'd say I was the primary caregiver. And um, that's trauma, right? (laughs) That's traumatic. Uh, Seeing, you know, my grandfather, when he passed, that was unexpected. He kept a lot from us. We didn't know. I was the first to arrive at the hospital and I write about this in my book, right? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you all remember, um, you know, I, I talked about this when I first started the podcast. Um, I, I talked about a lot of, um, of my, the text in my book. I'm sorry. I was, I got a little bit distracted there. If you can't tell. Um, and so the five dimensions of life patterns. Okay. That's the book, the five dimensions of life, life patterns. And um, 
If you haven't seen that yet, it's underneath my alias, Phoenix Lee Graham, which has very much a, a strong significance to my family with that name. Anyway, um, I talk about how, you know, when I arrived at the hospital, they had a priest come out. And when he came out to talk with me, I just automatically started yelling and screaming. Because when you arrive to a hospital, knowing a loved one has been rushed there and someone comes out a priest, a pastor, whomever, chaplain, you know, it's not good. Right. And I just knew, I just had it in my gut and he didn't pass right away. Um, they had him on life support, but he would visit me. And that's when I knew, um, my gift. I now call it that my gift was a lot stronger, I guess, than I realized I had a, suppressed a lot. And I would talk to my mom about it. I know I'm all over the place, but hey, it's it's a chat, right? Um, I spoke with her about seeing him, loved ones around me about seeing him. And I thought it meant that he was going to be okay. And I know that sounds a little twisted, but long story short, of course, he did transition. And then eventually, so did she. And then eventually, so did my grandmother. And then I also find out that I have a biological father I did not know of that has also transitioned. So um, I am now standing in a space of being parentless. You know, I don't have parents in the physical realm, but as a Baba told me, my ancestors are strong, right? They're strong. And listen, if I can get through those challenges that I just shared with you, and I know I didn't go into detail about a lot, um, but you can get, I think you get the picture, right? Of <laughs> the type of things that I've experienced. Then I'm here to stand here to tell you that so can you. So can you. And as you're struggling with relationships or work, finances, <sighs> you know, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's all going to be okay because it just has to be. It just has to be. It just will be. I am here to encourage you. Every day we move towards growth. In our book, I talk about growth and growth plans versus simply healing because healing, when someone says I'm healing or, I mean, it's it's good, but when you tell someone I'm going to help you heal, let's heal, that puts a lot of pressure on someone, right? a lot of pressure. And so we want to talk about growing. Every day you can take a step towards that. Baby steps, you know. If you have um, unhealthy attachments to things, substances, or people, you know, some people are attached to someone else they need to let go. Let's say today you don't reach out to that person. You got through the entire day focused on the things that you love and you didn't reach out to them. Check. That's a check mark towards your growth. Um, you know, let's say that you you said you were going to start meditating and you did that. Check. Right? Baby steps. You, someone ticked you off and you said, you know what? I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to feed into this today. Check mark. Move towards your healing with growth. Okay, move towards it. We don't have to focus so much on um, making these big gains every day. That in itself is stressful and challenging. 
as you're moving towards your growth, talk to your ancestors. Talk to, say, Ori, 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 right? Ori, help me. I talk to my head, my Ori, and I ask my Ori, which I see as the connection between my higher self that sits in the spiritual realm and myself that is here and allow the Ori opens to allow spirit to pull through like a thread of you know, starting with our higher self and the thread itself is spirit and connecting to me. I cannot do that without my Ori. And so I say, you know, allow spirit to pour into me so that I can hear the messages. My higher self knows what we're supposed to be doing. I honor and worship and venerate my higher self. That's the most high in my opinion. I am inspiring you today, this evening, whatever time it is, whenever you're listening to this is timeless. I am sending you love because love itself is the source that we all come from, the source that our higher self is coming from, that spirit comes from, that we come from, and that is love. And I am sending that your way. With that, I promised you an intuitive kind of collective reading. And so I think I've done a little bit of that already, but I'm going to stop here and then I am going to rejoin you with that in just a second. All right. So time for our collective reading. I have a few different messages I think that are is really coming out. And so I just encourage you to listen to the whole thing. There may be parts that you don't resonate with and there may be parts that stand out to you. I'm not going to take up too much of your time here, um, but I just uh, felt it on my heart to share today. So the first message that's coming through um, has to do with family. It has to do with um, the family system. Maybe this could be someone that, you know, you have children or you um, are considering a family or you are a child, right, and going through um, maybe not going through something with your family, but it's it serves an importance to you at this time. The message that is coming through is that, you know, there's some, there's gifts that's coming through. There, there's clarity that is coming, but there is a delay. It's taking some time. Spirit is asking you to have inner strength to go within and knows that, yes, you, you've had to be strong. You always have to be strong. And whatever the situation is that you're asking for clarity on, or you just want happiness, you just want relief, um, that the fighting will end. You know, the struggle or this, it doesn't have to be fighting, but this struggle um, will end. You have to realize and step out um of this sense of why understanding as we shared previously that everything serves a purpose and you have been through right and it has been challenging you've been working really hard waiting for your blessings to come and it, it just seems like they're not like you're you're waiting for someone to bring you the offer to bring you this gift of peace of mind this gift of abundance this freedom this love and peace within the family, within your life. And spirit is saying it's coming. It's coming. It, it knows, you know, everything that is building up to it is to prepare you for the happiness that you're going to have. Okay. It's to prepare you for that because I do see for some of you, and this may be the same message or maybe a separate message, but you are connecting to your soulmates, you know, or a soulmate or a twin flame, um, you know, connecting to 
an individual that is really going to bring you a lot of happiness. Um, if you are, you know, the divine feminine and, you know, that's energy, you know, we're talking about energy, you are being asked to step into that, that energy and to really embody that um, and to embrace that. Well, for all of us to step into it and be the nurturer, be the carer, bring the, the be the creator and bring forth love. There's this strong, like, connection to the divine and love looking over these new relationships or a current one that you have is looking over it and saying this is divinely ordered and no one can dis- can no one can step in the way of the divine when these this intention is for you to have these connections someone's coming forth um you know with an offer with a gift that's going to change your life that means some things are going to have to be released that's not always fun, right? But with that, that is when, that is when we start to manifest. That is when. Here's another message that is coming through. You know, those that have been trying to manifest and you're, you're thinking, where is it? Because I have done everything. I don't see the manifestation coming through. Spirit is saying to remember the elements, right? Remember connecting to nature. You need earth, you need fire, you need water, you need air to connect to spirit. When you do, right, when you connect into spirit and Reiki is coming through, energy healing is coming through for some of you. Um, If you're not familiar, you can research that. Um, this movement, right, moving of your body, moving your body in a, in a certain way. I'm seeing the infinity sign, right, being an emphasis for you. Um, again, just look up energy, healing, and Reiki. Uh, for those that have been trying to manifest and bring something forward, um, there's also someone, you know, that's, that's bringing something forth. Um, you know, just be careful of someone that's a little bit aloof, Um if something's too good to be true, it is, you know, use your intention. Okay. So when you're manifesting, still make sure that you're tapping into your intuition. Know first what you should manifest before you try to do it and set that intention. We can manifest things our way that are not in alignment with us. That's when things go wrong. Okay. Um, Because happiness, right? Happiness comes along with being divinely aligned. And that may take patience, um, but there are offerings of love. Um, and, and again, this does not have to be romantic. It can, but there are offerings of love that will come forth. But Spirit is saying you first need to open your eyes. You first need to release yourself of any self-doubt, of any previous pain. Um, and you will have um you'll have abundance, you'll have the choice of of various things, of offerings that you've been wanting will come your way. But right now, you have to work on self-love. You have to work on releasing yourself. You can't do that. You can't manifest, right? You can't manifest if you haven't done the work for yourself. Bringing in objects and things aren't going to fix it. You have to first release yourself of your past, release yourself of shame, of judgment, of, of the 
you know, different traumas that you've experienced, understand they served a purpose, and that can then open up your life to the things that you're trying to bring in. But again, I think just to summarize, there are a few messages here. There's something with family and happiness and struggles, but in time, you know, slowly but surely, Spirit is bringing forth a gift for you. If you are going through that or if you are desiring a family, it's coming. And I think the second message is about love. Um, spiritual connections that are coming through and they are coming through and they're going to bring about change for some of you that may be slightly unexpected. And then lastly, those that are trying to bring forth, you've been trying to, you know, really push and connect to spirit to bring forth the life that you want. You first have to release your own shame, judgment, open up your heart to love, love yourself first, and then you'll have the gifts. I hope this resonates. Um, I will tell you there's some strong, um, there's some different signs that are coming through. Um, you know, there's a lot of water signs uh, for those of you who connect to that, to the Zodiac. You know, we have um, Cancer and Pisces and Scorpio. Me, my favorite, right? I'm biased as well as Pisces is my moon sign. Um, I'm also getting Capricorn. Uh, Virgo and some Sagittarius energy that's coming through these messages. Um, yeah, I think I think that is it. Yeah, a lot of Virgo too. So and and Capricorn. So if that resonates with you, there you go. A little quick uh, collective reading for us all. You know, it all to me. This is this is good. You know, I, I'm seeing good stuff. If we don't stand in our way, if you stand in your way and you don't do the self work, for some it may be challenging. For some, spirit is saying, you know, it, it can go the opposite way. It can go either way. It's your choice. The choice is yours, right? If any of you are familiar with that song, you can get with this or you can get with that. On that, I am going to leave you all until the next episode and I'm sending you love. Thank you for joining me and take care.